Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly show about video games from the three most handsome boys you know. I'm Ben, and with me here today are two of the other three most handsome boys you know. Brandon, the most glorious ginger, how are you? I'm doing well tonight, man. How are you? The thumbs up is great for the audio listeners. I appreciate thumbs that. Thumbs up. I had prime rib for dinner, so you could say things are going what? well. Yeah. Things are getting pretty serious now. Yeah. Just some of the most succulent cuts of meat you could possibly imagine. And I had shrimp as well. So, you know. Now, was this, was this like, did you go out somewhere? Was this prepared at home? It's actually leftovers from oh, uh, wow. the festivities. So I had uh, shrimp with the good old cocktail sauce and a nice piece mm-hmm. of prime rib with gravy. It was fantastic. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. Sounds delightful. Yeah. Dave, um, I introduced you second. I don't want you to get, you know all worried that i don't like you anymore or something i always introduce you first because you're on the top of the screen but brandon's on (laughs) brandon deserved you know once every couple months to get introduced first but how are you dave i'm good did you have any prime rib yeah no no prime rib for me but uh okay yeah lots of other stuff in my belly from from this past week christmas celebrations across several families um lots of really good food and too much drink you know the food is really just there to solve up all the beer right Correct. I think that's yeah. yeah, I think that's what um I think that's what the uh the ancient text said we should do <laughs> when we celebrate is um, drink and be merry. That's what I do, at least. Yeah, so uh tell me about your Christmases, boys. This is a show about video games, and we're gonna get into a little bit of that, and then we're gonna do our our like year wrapped um things that all the different platforms put out. But we don't have a ton of news to talk about. So let me let me hear about, you know, what what was your Christmas celebration like christmas celebrations maybe it sounds like sure dave uh, tell us about we need to know about canadian christmas yeah like, well i'm sure do you have the like same santa claus four hour away american christmas which is where you guys mm-hmm. are um <laughs> this was my first with a newborn child and i can tell you absolutely nothing changed because uh she's three months old and she has no idea what christmas is which is kind of cool because we didn't really need to put a whole lot of effort into uh buying gifts my wife and i kind of stopped doing the whole gift purchasing for anyone other than children just because the concept of buying gifts for adults is is really dumb um yeah because you know ben if you, if you want some if i ben if i sent you a message in october and said hey what do you want for christmas it's, it, it's a stupid question because you're going to tell me something you need that you haven't right. run out of yet because anything you actually want you would have probably already bought for yourself so Correct. Well, the answer you ultimately get from adults is, uh, you know, money (laughs) Mm -hmm. or you get them gift cards or something, which is not really fun watching someone open a gift card. So I don't know in, in, you know, Walmart and, and, uh, I guess you guys get CVS. We have called shoppers drug Mart here. They have these sections at Christmas, which I'm convinced are set up for people or for you to buy gifts for people who you don't really know that well. It's like the gift packs of like body wash and, and chocolates and stuff like that. So, those are the lazy gifts. Exactly. So, but yeah, yeah. anyways, it was uh, pretty easy this year. We had my family over on Christmas Eve, and then we visited my in-laws uh, yesterday and just, again, ate a lot of food, drank too much, and yeah, enjoying a week off work. Nice. Brandon. Yeah. Actually, Dave, first I'll say that you just talk about the gift card thing. Um, my dad likes going to concerts and stuff, so I bought him a, um, a Ticketmaster gift card, uh, and... 
Ticketmaster has a thing where you can either like send it on a specific day, but not pick a time, or you can send it immediately. So when we were eating Christmas dinner, I uh, just took like they have a feature also that you can put your own image on it. So like while we were eating, I just took a picture of him and then sent it to him immediately. <laughs> and he looked at it. He's like, what? What? What, what just happened? It's like when you see those uh, those. Uh, prank videos of people going into like Dollar General with a picture of the the person who's the um, the checkout person on the teller <laughs> on their shirt already. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. Brandon, how about you? How, how was how was your Christmas time? Yeah, I had a pretty similar experience. A lot of good food, uh, a lot of drinking. I just came off a five day bender. Uh, this is the most days I've drank in a row, maybe <laughs> since turning twenty one. Um, so. If, I'm like swearing off it until New Year's. So that gives me at least a couple of days for the good old liver to recover. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm going to be hitting it hard um, this weekend nice. as well. The sauce is a part of me now. Um, <laughs> and so I, I am the liquor, I am the Randy. liquor Randy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, no, it was good though. It was really good. Um, I got an espresso, which is really cool. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Yeah. Um, but somebody just went and bought you an espresso machine. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. I, I wasn't expecting it and it's a lovely gift because I do enjoy coffee quite a bit and it can be quite expensive drinking it out. But the espresso is probably as close as I'm willing to get um, as far as convenience goes uh, to price ratio. So, uh, yeah, really, really good. A lot of good times indeed. The problem with those Nespresso machines, at least in my experience, is that it's like, oh, wow, this is not a bad price for this. Like, I would expect to pay a lot more to be able to have espresso anytime I want it. And then you go to buy the pods and they're like $95 for six of them. Right. It's like, wow. OK. Bulk, my now, friend. It depends on the brand and the size sure, and everything, sure. I think. But, you know, uh, yeah, mine was mine was good. It was um, because of like my sister's husband's family and then like work on the other side of the family and so we had like christmas with my in-laws uh one day and then christmas with my family my my side of the family uh, the next day and then christmas day we actually didn't have any other outside family obligations uh so it was just the, the four of us in my little family um we uh you know got up ate uh played some games uh went to see a movie went to see wonka it was fun and um then came back home and hung out some more and yeah it was a good time so i know that's a thing nothing. but i have never went to see a movie on christmas what's the experience did, like is there anybody well, I did there? one other year oh yeah yeah I, I did one other year i think probably a decade ago or so went and saw a movie on christmas it's kind of crazy because there's a ton of people who go to the movies on christmas and a lot of movies come out on christmas uh, or at least in the past they have uh, I don't know about this year, but yeah, the the theater is actually pretty full, more full than I've seen it in recent past when I've gone to like newer movies. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's surprising. Now they don't usually open up until like later in the day. So you still have Christmas morning and I always feel bad like going anywhere on a holiday because I'm like, well, I'm the reason these people have it. If I weren't willing to come to this movie, these people may not have to work on Christmas. But I have a friend I went to college with who is the manager at our local theater. I think she's a manager. And I asked her, I was like, hey, do you at least get like double time pay for working on Christmas? And she's like, no, but I got a big ass bonus. So it's fine. And I was like, awesome. OK, that's cool. something like she's like, I'm totally fine. We do Christmas on Christmas Eve. We volunteer to work, you know, like that whole thing. So, you know, I didn't feel as bad anymore after that. I didn't feel bad enough not to go. Just to be clear. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but like in my head canon, I was like, am I the reason these people are here on Christmas? But kind of. It's fine. My my um wife's sister-in-law loves working on holidays because she gets like two and a half times pay and gets paid for a whole day, even if she only works a certain amount of hours. So she loves it. She works at uh, she works in that same kind of environment. So it's nice. Yeah. If you want the money more than you want the time. Who cares? That's right. All right, boys. Well, let's let's talk about a few things. First of all, thanks to everybody for joining us in chat. We appreciate it. If you are here live, we appreciate it. Hit that like button. Don't you forget to hit that over on YouTube. Uh, we are live on YouTube Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern at Ben's Handsome YT and also the Handsome Phantom channel as well. You can also go over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Support us for as little as a dollar a month. We really appreciate you there. We also appreciate you guys hanging out on Discord, handsomephantom.com slash Discord. Thanks for being there as well. I don't know. There's, I feel like I'm, I'm like 
I've got a glaze over me from all the garbage. I had three Christmases in a row. So I'm just like kind of dull right now, you know? Yeah. We're trying to keep it. We're trying to be here in the Christmas spirit, but the Christmas <laughs> spirit, we, we were coming home from the movie, the aforementioned movie yesterday. And we were, my wife was talking about like, are you guys ready to eat dinner or whatever? And my youngest who had had like, you know, a bunch of garbage, we had waffles for breakfast. And then we, at the movie, we had popcorn and ices, of course, cause it's Christmas. And we're on the way home. And he's like, I just feel like such a fat lard <laughs> or like such, something like that. And I was like, Bro, you weigh like 50 pounds. Right. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, got, right. I definitely got the brain fog. Yeah, it's real. Well, you had all the drinking, too. Yeah. I, drank, I only had a portion of oh that. Oh, God. I drank a copious amount of alcohol. Enough to kill a horse. <laughs> if you injected a horse with all of the alcohol I've had in the past five days, it would die. At once, though. Yeah. yeah. Does that make it any less, any less impressive? Gradually, I bet. Yeah. Do do horses have <laughs> livers that process alcohol the same way we do? Uh, let's consult our in-house horse physician. Um, I'm just wondering, like, think about it for a second. Like, we we drink alcohol, so you would assume, therefore, our bodies have adjusted sure. over time, or from inception, for all I know, I don't know, uh, to be able to handle the alcohol. Dude, it to some extent, we have a limit too, right? Animals Our get fucked Human up. bodies cannot handle infinite amounts. But horses have not traditionally drank alcohol. So would a horse's liver be able to process it in the same way that ours does? I can't speak for horses, but animals do get <laughs> fucked up. I've seen like squirrels eat like fruit that's been sitting out too long and shit. Animals yeah. know how to party. They really do <laughs> yeah. at times. They might not know what they're doing. They're here for a good time and not a long time. And that's all they know. <laughs> that's um, right. Similar to me. We should test oh, this yeah. theory, though. <laughs> we could test it? Yeah. Are you Do you know any horses? Are you suggesting well, no, that we... there's, you know, fields and stuff. Dave, what about cats? Your cat is currently walking behind you at the moment. Um, I'm curious, have you ever given your cat alcohol? No. Or, okay, let's not talk about have you given your cat alcohol. Has your cat accidentally ever drank some alcohol? <laughs> No, but I mean, New Year's okay. is coming up, so maybe we'll Dude, test yeah. that one out. Cats are uniquely qualified, though, because cats, unlike any other animal I know, know how to get high as fuck on catnip. <laughs> so they might not be getting drunk, but they are getting just zooted out of their mind on the nip, yeah. dude. So I don't know any. I don't know any other animal that can ingest drugs like cats can. Apparently, horses can drink beer. Really. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I'm not disputing whether they're true. able to drink it. I'm wondering how their liver responds to it. What's that uh, horse, Mr. Ed? Let's ask him. <laughs> He's dead. Maybe because, like, if you give a, a horse a beer, like one beer, it wouldn't do anything because a horse is massive. Right. And it kind of instantly metabolizes it. What if you gave it, like, a 750 of vodka? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Again, we... we like some experimentation is needed if we want to continue this conversation and you know PETA is going oh. to take down the podcast <laughs> PETA is going yeah. to take down the, the podcast now well Hulk Hogan in chat says horse livers work the same way dude I have no reason to doubt Hulk Hogan's expertise on horse liver um, based on their you know Hulk's very long and notable background in horse uh, anatomy and um, biology so <laughs> If you give a mouse a cookie, if you give a horse a beer, that's right. Let's move on to number one <laughs> to get into the news here. Only a couple pieces of news. Number one, Grand Theft Auto 5 source code has reportedly been leaked on Christmas Eve, more than a year after the Lapsus group hacked Rockstar Games. The leak shared on Discord, a dark website, and a Telegram channel includes links to download the source code. The channel owner, Phil, honored Lapsus, Lapsus hacker, uh, Arion, sentenced for hacking Rockstar and Uber. The leaker, aimed to combat scams in GTA 5 modding scene, claimed to have received the source code in August of 2023. The Lapsus Group, skilled in social engineering and sim swapping attacks, previously targeted major companies, including Uber and Microsoft. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw much about this. It was kind of, I wasn't really on social media or news sites too much, but I did happen to see this because it was everywhere. And today, right before we went live, after this was already written up, I saw that someone had, was able to compile it and run it and actually play the game with only the source code. Not using, not you know, not like, modifying the, a GTA install, but using just the source code that was leaked and making it. So GTA is effectively an open GTA five is effectively an open source game at this point. Um, and no doubt there will be many people who are able to inject many other things. But Dave, uh, let's talk about 
source code's leaking. It's been over a decade now since GTA 5 came out. This just happened. But it's pretty interesting nonetheless. Yeah, sorry. First of all, I just I had a bit of a chuckle when I was reading this news story before we went on because uh, it reads uh, sort of like it's uh, it says the leak shared on Discord, a dark website. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was like, it's not I was wrong. drunk when I wrote it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Discord is kind of the dark web if you think about it. Um, yeah, this is uh, it's pretty wild. I I I don't know much about source code and and what it kind of. Uh, what the implications are, but again, this is a really, really old game. I, I can imagine that it's not kind of the end of the world for Rockstar or any of the gamers out there, but um, yeah, I mean, GTA 5 is already on PC. People have already modded it quite a bit, I assume, because it's mm-hmm. on PC, so I mean, what more could this kind of mean? Um, I do wonder if these hackers have any other information um that you know might be a little bit more spicy a little bit more interesting about you know certain upcoming rockstar games but um yeah. yeah i mean i i don't know what 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 harm could they do for a game that's 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 been out for for you know all these years already and is already kind of in the hands of the modding community so um yeah again i'd just be curious to see what else these hackers might have or or you know what other vulnerabilities there are there for for rockstar so yeah yeah Honestly, I think this is kind of like a twofold thing for me. I think mostly you're probably right, Dave, but I did see some stuff coming out about um, unreleased content, a lot of unreleased content, um, people knowing things that were never supposed to be there, you know, potential DLCs that never got greenlit. Um, uh, Let's just say character situations I saw online um, that would drastically change how the game ends and in what way it ends and stuff like that. So that's kind of an interesting tidbit there. Um, But I think you also touched on something that could be quite interesting as well. Um, I know it's been 10 years, but leaking the source code to something like this would make me wonder if GTA 6 might be in trouble to some extent, because I would imagine that there might be some similar framework, even if it's drastically different. I think that um, in there somewhere, there has to be some similarities And so I would say that Rockstar probably is kind of nervous right now, if I had to imagine. I mean, and I'm saying this having no knowledge of how this sort of thing works exactly, but um, only a surface level knowledge. But yeah, that's kind of where my mind went was that I imagine that this can't be a good thing for GTA 6. Um, and it's also very interesting to see a bunch of stuff that we weren't supposed to see. You guys should look up the list sometime. It's yeah. it's kind of interesting, some of the things that were in the source material um, that never actually made it into the game. So, yeah. Yeah, there were multi- multiple, multi- multiple single-player DLCs that are referenced in the source code that were never released. And seems like there were some major um, players, some staff, that had left uh, early on in the game after the game came out that maybe have stopped that stuff from happening. But so basically source code can be used. I mean, source code is the, f- the basic framework of the game and it influences everything from how players move to how uh, mechanics work, to how AI functions, all that kind of stuff. So you, you really, as a developer, don't want your main source code to get out unless you're planning on, you know, a lot of the the mods and stuff that have been created are within the allowable framework of not having the source code, but having access to modify things. And I think they've even opened that up some, right, to let people like officially mod the game. So obviously GTA Online and everything, there's tons of different modifications you can do for that. And they've allowed that kind of to be more open. But if you, I think Brandon brings up the more uh, important thing that I didn't think of is that it's not the same source code as GTA 6 is going to have, presumably. It's a new game. It's built on a new everything. But when you see the way that they work uh, and they have traditionally built things, it definitely puts them a, puts people a step closer to knowing the source code for GTA 6. And that allows everything from, you know, totally breaking the game to more piracy and stuff like that. So it's definitely not a good thing. Uh, it definitely is... I should say it's not a good thing for the developer. Um, arguably, I don't know if it's good or not for the consumer. It depends on what you want out of the game. Um, but it definitely, I would anticipate we see GTA on GTA Six on PC take a little longer because it'll try to tighten things up more. 
And also, uh, when it does come out, I would imagine that it will have a lot more restrictions and stuff than we've seen in the past with with Rockstar games, at least. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is that's seven years away still until yeah. GTA 6 comes out on PC. I was going to say, <laughs> so. everyone complaining about GTA 6 not coming to PC, you can... We're not completely blaming this person, but um, I'm yeah. sh- I'm sure it's not helping. So yeah, it's definitely not helping. Well, anyway, I thought it was interesting. It's a huge, obviously one of the biggest games ever to be released and made. Um, so for the source code to leak, it's definitely not a uh, not a step in the right direction for Rockstar, but it's certainly I don't know. I I like open source games, but I understand why it can be a really bad thing, especially anytime there's multiplayer components involved. Um, why you should play says the source code of a game that's been supported over three consecutive console generations. That's really interesting for sure. Uh, Radic says seeing that games like Bully 2, Agent Midnight Club 5, and GTA Tokyo for PS2 never came out made me sad. GTA Online is too successful. Absolutely. And also he says uh, he also says Rockstar is never releasing GTA on PC now. So it'll be an interesting time for sure. Moving on to the next thing. This is uh, really fascinating. Despite being 17 years old, the PS3 still boasts over 1.9 million monthly active players, according to leaked documents as of February 2023. This is noteworthy given the typical lifespan of consoles and the rapid transition to new hardware. The PS3's unique features, including the ability to play online games without subscriptions, contribute to its enduring popularity. Additionally, the console's exclusive titles and distinct architecture like Metal Gear Solid 4 and God of War Ascension make it the only viable option for those games. While RPC S S3 offers an alternative, millions still rely on the original hardware. And this is um this is by the way just people who are connected online who are still playing. 1.9 million monthly active users as of February 23, two console generations later, also 17 years after it's originally released. Dave, I want to get your thoughts on this. You know, you, you talk, you're, you're talking to somebody and you're like, oh yeah, do you, uh, you like to play games? And they're like, oh yeah, I love, I got a PS3 I played Madden 2007 on. And you're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we definitely have a lot in common then. Like, but I don't know. What do you think? That's a lot of people to still be playing that old of a system. Yeah, it really online. is. Um, I've, I've mentioned this uh, YouTuber named Mystic uh, on the show before, and he's he's done videos before where he actually um, goes online on, you know, like Call of Duty or something like that on the PS3 or Xbox 360, and he turns on his mic and he just talks to people. And he's like, so why are you still playing this? Why don't you play on PS4 or PS5 or something? And um, it's pretty interesting to hear some of the responses, but I kind of, I, I think, like the Xbox 360 PlayStation three generation was really kind of the coming out party for online gaming. And I think a lot of people kind of adopted online gaming then and just stuck with that system. I mean, there's still a lot of games that have servers that are live, like the call of duties. Uh, and, and, you know, some, a lot of people just don't feel the need to, to, um, kind of upgrade or move into the new generations. Um, also the game, the, the, the console was like $800 when it launched, so I guess a lot of people have been financially recovered <laughs> from that. But in fairness, yeah. you know, the price of the PS3 really did come down, and once you got into, like, the slim models and all that stuff, they really were a, lo- a lot more affordable. But you mentioned it in the story there, subscription-free online gaming is is kind of... That's got to be a really big piece for, for people wanting to uh, kind of stick with this and... Um, you know, people like us or people in the chat or people in our Discord or the kind of people who are playing dozens of different types of games a year um, and wanting to try all the new stuff. But, you know, there are a lot of people who have a PlayStation 3 that they bought several years ago and it's it's what's sitting in their basement. And when they get, you know, an hour to play a game, that's just what they boot up. So I think there's a lot more people out there than we kind of think initially that, you know, don't necessarily need the new new thing so yeah but uh yeah i gotta shout out that mystic guy again he's got a lot of really cool videos including that series where he plays old stuff and warhawk was an interesting one because apparently that is a game uh it wasn't a launch title for ps3 but it was pretty close to it um and its servers got taken offline but it had a really strong following of people who still wanted to play it and they actually found a way to keep their own servers going so, like, you can technically still play that game online, but not on, like, native servers or something like that. So, yeah. Cool. I know there was a resurgence a couple of years ago 
of some some group who had made it possible to play original Xbox games on new servers that they had created. Yeah. Um, this doesn't even require that because a lot of those games servers are still up, especially the ones that did make the transition to PS4. But there aren't a lot of those since the source or since the um, architecture was so weird. Brandon, if you told me 100,000 people were still playing on PS3 monthly, I would have been like, wow, that's a lot. But 1.9 million, that's two, That's almost 2 million Yeah. for those math challenge with us. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Uh, incredibly impressive. And I think that that, honestly, to me, this is, I would say it's mostly because of the online component. If you really had to ask me, now I don't want to take away from the PS3's prestige because I myself was a PlayStation 3 user. Um, that's kind of where I started playing online games for the first time. But I think we can't really understate how impactful it was at that time that you were able to just set up an account and have no barrier to entry. Um, so I feel like that's a really unique outlier in today's console space and hasn't really happened again. That's mostly a luxury only PC players have. Um, and yeah, there is some good games on there. Like I said, I don't want to take away from it. We had someone in the chat talk about Ascension. I recently played that. I didn't hook up the PS3, but I did do the um, the streaming on PS5. And that was the only way I could play it because my hardware is in a box somewhere and who knows if it even works. So um, that's a crazy number. And I feel like Sony... Sony maybe should look at that. Maybe maybe just think about why that is. But I do really think it has a majority to do with the online component, for sure. I would really like to see the Vita numbers. Now, obviously, many people are have, have hacked and hacked their Vita and play with it offline, Obvious, although there are many people who have hacked their Vita and don't play with it offline. But I, I would like to see how many people are still playing the Vita on a monthly basis. PS3, interesting, but we have a PS4 and a PS5. We don't have a new Vita. Right. How many people are still rocking the Vita on a regular basis? And moreover, you know what would intrigue me? Is, and I don't know if we can see this. I would love to see the concurrent 360 players. Like how many online yeah. players? That would give us like the best idea of how much of this is because of the online. If we had the yeah. 360 numbers, um, the online 360 numbers, which I don't think that's that's like readily available information. But I'm sure it's not. I'm sure they have it. But yeah, because you did need a subscription there, right? right? Yep. To, yeah. To play online, yeah. So. Right. They they they're the ones who started the dark turn, right? Down down the route of online subscription gaming. Man, it is interesting, and there's obviously lots of games on there. I'm just surprised there are that many people connected. Because if I pulled out my PS3 right now and just want, like, I have plenty of PS3 discs. I wouldn't even think, why do I need to connect this to the internet? I guess updates and stuff like that, maybe. But There's so, honestly, most of them can come out of the box and work. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it was so much lo- so much less crucial back then to kind of get that update. So, Yeah. Indeed. All right, well, let's get into the real meat of the show here. The gaming is, or the news is normally the meat of the show, but it's that time of year where we don't have a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. And uh, next week boys uh just to give you a little heads up we're going to be doing our our annual resolution podcast where we'll talk about our resolutions from 2023 we'll set up the ones for next year i'll try to between now and then we kind of modified the way our resolutions work this year halfway through the year thanks to a genius idea (laughs) of failure by dave so i think i want to build that into the beginning of next year as well but i'll work on that and let you guys know in the next couple days (laughs) yeah start with failure uh, we'll build in the the loss contingencies. I think putting some putting some stakes on it uh, makes it more fun for sure. But right now we're going to talk about the gaming wrap ups, and I thought we'd start with the Switch because uh, I don't think Brandon, I don't think you have yours, but I know Dave did a lot of gaming on the Switch, and I have some information here. If it'll load again, there we go. Uh, but Dave, let's kick it off with you. Tell me about your year in gaming on the Switch, Dave. The number one modern game triple a game aficionado for the nintendo switch (laughs) the king let's hear it let's hear some of those stats um yeah i mean i i felt like i played it more but i i see these numbers and i'm like oh okay that that really isn't all that much but um i played seven games on my switch this year and it says a hundred total hours it's one zero zero i don't know if that's been rounded 
but um, I think that's pretty good for the Switch. This is this is a console that I kind of pick up and and play and then put it down for several months. Um, so I'm happy about that. Um, you could probably guess what my most played game was: uh, Tears of the Kingdom at 60 hours, followed by Metroid Dread at 19 hours, and Cult of the Lamb only 10 hours. Uh, and then there's a few other stragglers in there. So, I mean, overall, a pretty good uh, year for me on my Switch. Um, I, I think it was a good, you know, a good rounded year for me where I didn't just play my PlayStation, but I kind of spread my gaming time across uh, my three consoles. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. I really am. Yeah, I, I should have prefaced this whole conversation across all the platforms with saying that there are a couple instances I know 100% that the time it says I played is wrong. Okay. Um, and some of that's rep- like on PS5, for instance, Alan Wake, it says in one place that I played this many hours, but in the actual game, it says I played another amount of hours. Yeah. So yeah, we're just going to take these all with a grain of salt sure. just for fun. Uh, my Switch wrap up says I played seven total games as well. And Dave, 102 hours so we were almost identical at least according to these stats uh if you really want to dig in says i played 41 hours on super mario brothers wonder Mm -hmm. which i did get 100 percent only 31 hours in tears of the kingdom which uh may be accurate it feels like i played longer than that and then suika game actually rounded out the number three spot with 18 hours believe it or not suika game the two dollar and 99 cent puzzle game that i played for <laughs> a lot of those hours honestly were in the car on the way to and from my boss's wedding um but you know it is what it is brandon i know you don't have the, the wrap-up pulled up but what uh what was your year on the switch like your, uh, your favorite console i mean honestly i think i only played uh zelda i think that's literally yeah. all i played um was tears so uh, i would imagine i probably played like 20 25 hours I didn't stick with it as long as the last one. I really didn't. Yeah. Um, and that's not really a testament to the game. It's more of a testament to me. I hate I hate my Switch. Um, <laughs> I, I fucking hate it. I hate playing it. I hate hooking it up. I just don't like it. Um, I would much yeah. rather do anything else. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't even... I just, it, it's so bad I didn't even bother doing it. But um, I would imagine that it would say something like that. So, yeah. All right, well, that's the Nintendo Switch. Let's move on to Steam, because I know that for this one, we uh, we have the opposite. Brandon has his, and Dave doesn't. So, Brandon, let's start off with you. Yeah, unfortunately, unless I'm just completely missing it here, it doesn't say, like, a total hours this year. No, it doesn't say. Um, which is yeah. really unfortunate, because I'd be really genuinely curious to see that. Um, it says here that I played 25 games total, um, 19 of them being new. Uh, my longest streak was 15 days in a row. Uh, and I'm just going to go through my uh, top couple games. Baldur's Gate, it says I have 56 sessions played. I played it for nine days straight. Call of Duty, um, coming in hot at the beginning of the year. I was kind of falling off from last year. You know how kind of you get it at the end of last year. So most of my time was spent at the beginning of the year, but I had played about 30 sessions and then Remnant, uh, followed by Sons of the Forest and Neon White. Neon White, I only played in January and I 100%ed in January. So I didn't play it for the rest of the year. Um, But those were my top games. A lot of fun, honestly. Um, I'm looking back at some of the things I played this year and... uh, I can say pretty confidently that I think uh, by the end of the year, I will have more time on Steam than anything else, which is the first time ever. So, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Dave, what about you? I know you, uh, like I said, you don't have your, your actual lineup, but what did you play on Steam this year? Um, I think I was just trying to pull it up here as we we're talking, but I, I won't do that now. Um, I'm pretty confident in saying the most played game I have on Steam this year was Subnautica, which is a game that Brandon kind of shouted out to me earlier this year. And uh, I'm really glad I played it. I I really got into survival games this year. Um, I'm surprised how much I played. But um, yeah, so Subnautica, Dave the Diver, uh, I think I played a little bit um, more. And and then the only, I I, I don't really, I really don't play on my PC that much. Uh, I used to a lot when we were reviewing games, but um, yeah, I downloaded Valheim last week and I didn't touch it on Steam. 
Uh, but I played that game a little bit on Xbox. So yeah, I think Subnautica and Dave the Diver were probably my most played. And two really good games. Two games I'm glad I checked out this year. So thank you, Brandon. Absolutely. Yeah. I um I have the stats. I'm a little disappointed with how this works because as everybody knows, I play a decent bit of Sea of Thieves, although this is my year where I've played the least amount of Sea of Thieves. But my Xbox stats are messed up by it because even though I'm playing it on Steam, it's counting it as playing on Xbox because the profile's connected. And so my time is actually like doubled or tripled between both things. Um, so like Xbox has it counting twice, even though I only played it. it. It's a whole thing. Anyway, Steam says I played 27 games with 21 of them being new, meaning released in or no, that's 21 new to me in this year. Uh, 243 achievements unlocked. I don't know. I don't pay attention to Steam achievements. 18 days for the longest streak. Uh, it rounds it out with Sea of Thieves being the top, Sons of the Forest being second, Remnant 2 being third. And I don't know if that is as of the time that I generated this or as of current, because I feel like uh, by this point, Valheim probably has topped Remnant 2, but I don't know. Here's the thing I find really interesting about these is they give you some data on what other people playing do. And what I mean by that is it says I unlocked 243 achievements, which again, I don't really... Okay. It says the Steam median, the median person on Steam unlocks 16 achievements. Dude, that's crazy. It says I played 27 games, the median is 4. Uh, my longest streak was 18 days. The Steam medium median is five. I'm imagining what that means is like a lot of people are launching, you know, CSGO and they're launching Call of Duty and that's the people who are playing these games all the time and they're, you know, they're playing them through Steam. So they're playing, maybe they're playing even more hours than someone like me, but because they've only got a limited amount of achievements, a limited amount of, of games that they're playing, it doesn't unlock as many, but I just, I find that kind of data interesting. Um, even though, you know, I don't know if it really tells us much of anything. The thing that I also find interesting is it says you are what you play. The spider graph shows the kind of games you spent the most time in 2023. And then it's like my most is FPS, but I'm pretty sure it's classifying like Sea of Thieves and Sons of the Forest as FPS, even though neither of those are what I would consider like a first person shooter. Right. Um, because it shows that as being the highest. I, I think I maybe played like 15 hours of call of duty at the beginning of the year maybe maybe 30 i don't know but not more than that for sure uh, and then open world survival crafting is the next type here's the really interesting one though souls like and i look through and i'm like what did i play that was souls like remnant and i can't find it remnant okay i guess that's true now the other interesting fact about me specifically is um i played mm, almost entirely all the boulders gate i've played i played on uh, a gog version uh, so those numbers are not represented, but that's like 80 hours right there. So that probably would have topped out everything but Sea of Thieves since I streamed that. But who knows? But yeah, that's uh, it's cool to at least have these, even if we know they're not 100% accurate. All right, let's move on to Xbox. Um, everybody's zero, right? Because Xbox doesn't have any games. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Brandon, uh, yours, your Xbox, and this, of course, is both games on Xbox as well as games through the Xbox app on PC. Sure, yeah. I, uh, I played 387 hours uh, this year on Xbox, which is pretty good. Um, my top being number one. You'll never guess it. Deep Rock Galactic. I played 68 oh. hours this, uh, which is about how much I have in PlayStation 2, which goes to show how much I fucking love this game. Uh, yeah. I have almost 70 hours in D DRG this year, uh, followed by Forza Horizon 5, which is 35 hours, and I cannot... This is the one where I'm saying there's something fucking off about this, because I played Starfield for like a fucking week, so they might be pumping my numbers um, just to be like, oh, look how much of this game you played. Please play it more. Um, it says I played 34 hours of Starfield and I don't, that was my number three. And I cannot imagine that that is true. Um, yeah. unless it's counting when I like got bored and stepped away and did something for like three hours or 10 hours or 20 hours. Um, but yeah, that's, it's a little strange. I can't, I mean, maybe, but. Uh, it says yeah. it says I'm in the top five percent of players for gamer score. Um, I'm in the top fifteen percent of players for hours played, um, and I'm in the top five percent for achievements unlocked. So that's kind of cool. Um, and what else does it say here? It says I played the most in July. So I played fifty-one games apparently. Nice. 
Dave, how about you? Uh, just before we get into the Xbox, I just want to mention, I did find my Steam thing, and the two games I forgot I played on Steam this year have to be mentioned, SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake, <laughs> and Crab Champions. Can't forget Dude, Crab, Crab Champions. Play- <laughs> Crab Champions, man. Good shit. Um, Xbox uh, says I played 80 hours total. Uh, I played 18 games total, uh, which I'm pretty happy about. I like spreading um, a lot of that time around, but uh, my most played game is Hi-Fi Rush at 14 hours. Apparently, I'm in the top 10% in the world of this game's most active players, so that's cool. Yeah, that's because nobody actually played the game, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> they just said it should be good. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my second most uh, played game is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I played oh. this game in 2022, but I think I went back and finished it um, this year, which, again, if you hadn't played Guardians of the Galaxy, you really need to. Um, and Dishonored 2 is my third most played game. And I did not finish this game. I did not like Dishonored 2. Um, but uh, yeah, lots of other games that are popping up here that I'm having fond memories of. Exo Primal, which is good. Uh, Valheim Power Wash Simulator. Um, and there's something called Redfall in here. Hmm. Never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Sad times. Weird. But, and uh, important note for our discussion next week, uh, Persona 5 Royal is in my play history oh how many hours wow. how many hours like four or five fuck <laughs> no it's okay that's okay i just i just felt weird chatting up high school anime girls yeah but i guess that's well, the point of the game that's why dustin likes it yeah yeah <laughs> so mine and again this this is duplicating numbers i'm pretty sure uh it says i played 1825 hours I don't know if that's possible. God damn. I mean, maybe it is. But part of the reason I say that I don't think it's possible is it said I played 1,288 hours of Sea of Thieves, which if you go, there's an actual wrap-up for Sea of Thieves on the Sea of Thieves website, and it has me at like 430 hours. So that, that actually seems to line up with what I think I played and like my streaming time and a little bit more on top of that. Uh, and then it has like my gamer score is way different than it should be and everything. Uh, it shows me with Starfield for 123 hours. My God. Which I'm pretty sure my longest save is like 65 hours. Of course, I had a couple other saves that I was messing around with, so they could be a little different. But I definitely did not play Starfield for 123 hours. But hey, Xbox says it, so it must be true. And then the other thing is Power Wash Simulator at 68 hours which I think I have 68 hours total in that game. And that includes last year. And did it come out in 2021 or 2022? Whenever it came out. But that's how much time I have in it total. So I don't know that this is 100% accurate. And that's fine. It doesn't need to be. But it says I also played uh, Cocoon, SteamWorld Build, uh, Minecraft Legends. um, Also a weird game named Redfall that I've never heard of. Uh, (laughs) Top gameplay month in September in it says I earned 7,000 gamer score this, this year. I'm the top 5% of hours played. Again, I don't know if that's actually legitimate. Uh, top, top 5% for players for gamer score and top 5% of players for achievements unlocked. So next time I criticize Xbox and people come after me, I'm going to show them this. I'm just going to give them my, my uh, Xbox year in review and, tell them, <laughs> and then just write, suck it. Just print it out and laminate it. When I say <laughs> you didn't play this game, I meant it. Right. Idiots. Uh, David Merlino in chat says I played about 500 hours of Guacamole. Nice. That is legendary. True. David Merlino holds holds the records, by the way, the speedrun record for, or at least did earlier this year for Guacamole, and maybe one for Guacamole too. I don't recall. Anyway, all right, let's move on to uh, to PlayStation. Dave, we'll start out with you on the PlayStation. Um, sure. Sorry, I just kind of scrolling through all the different screens here uh playstation 5 was my most played of the four consoles um this year 16 games i played over the course of 2023 um my most played games was hogwarts legacy thanks again fellas um 38 hours uh ghost of tsushima director's cut platinum 34 hours assassin's creed mirage platinum 32 hours. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, 26 hours. And NHL 23, I am Canadian, uh, 21 hours. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm surprised I put that much time into NHL 23 because sports games get real old for me real quick. Um, and sorry, I'm just kind of going through here. 
because there's one other thing I wanted to point out, um, which also relates back to our conversation that'll happen next week. Uh, 243 total hours played um, and uh, 262 total trophies, five platinums. Let's go. go back to our conversation next week, but he overachieved on his goal. And and one of them was no no spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into that next week. But um, yeah, here's the weird thing is um, it says that I've lost the screen here, but it said uh, 79% of my, my playtime was on the PlayStation 5. And I no longer own a PlayStation 4. Uh, <laughs> so I'm wondering where that other um, 21% is coming from. Yeah, uh, I did work at a place, and I actually donated my PlayStation Four to that place. So I'm wondering. I, I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure I de- like deleted my profile off that PlayStation, but maybe not. Um, may hopefully it's an inaccuracy here. But uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. These, these, like I said before, these numbers, especially on PlayStation, are a little janky. But Brandon, what about you? Yeah, so I played a total of four hundred hours on PlayStation this year, which is like half what I played last year. Um. The fucking can I say the PlayStation One is the most annoying to fucking navigate? Just it just is. put it all on one fucking screen. This this whole cinematic ass shit that's going on. I played twenty two <laughs> games. Um, my highest being God of War Ragnarok. Oh, I lied. It's Gran Turismo. I played seventy five hours of Gran Turismo this year. Um, okay, it's coming in second is Hogwarts Legacy with sixty six. Coming in third, Lords of the Fallen with forty six hours. Um, then we have Spider-Man 2 at 34 and Fortnite at 33. And I want to say something about Fortnite. I looked at my overall playtime the other day. I just saw it. It's like 150 hours almost. That's insane on PlayStation alone. Um, so Mm. that seems low actually to me. I don't know. We've been playing it for six years. I was surprised by it. I don't know why, but, um, and it's kind of interesting here. I won't go over it, but to just kind of see which games I was playing, which months, um, is kind of interesting to see. Um, but yeah, n- no plats for me this year, which is abnormal. I feel like I've gotten at least one platinum, um, for years now. Um, and I think that will continue to diminish as I've said, when I was talking about the steam charts, I haven't even turned on my place to PlayStation in weeks and weeks, um, which, yeah. you know, is abnormal for me, but I'm sure you played a little bit on my PlayStation a couple weeks that's ago. That's true. That's true. I yeah. did. I did indeed. I fell asleep while playing on your PlayStation. <laughs> um, but it says I played 79 hours with the squad. So whatever that means objectively, I suppose. Okay. And uh, 20% of the game time um, was in a vehicle for the year. Wow. So that's kind of... Just in Fortnite. <laughs> no. No. Great. Yeah. But yeah, super cool. Um, PlayStation, fix your shit for next year. But yeah, uh, that's it for me. Sorry, I just have to interject. I think Ed has has uh, yeah. pointed it out, and I did play Sleeping Dogs this year, and I think Deep Rock Galactic also counted as a PlayStation Four game. So, mystery yeah. solved. Thank you. PlayStation Four games count as playing PlayStation Four. I guess. I guess that kind of makes sense. But it says uh, on mine, and this is the one I think is. Uh, it's funny because my PlayStation hours are lower than I know they are, and my my uh, Xbox hours are higher than I know they are. Seems like uh, Xbox got something to prove. Got a little chip on their shoulder, eh? I don't know. Hey. You know, just gonna put it in there. Eleven games on PlayStation this year. My first game was Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, my most played game was Hogwarts Legacy, followed by Final Fantasy followed by Spider-Man 2, followed by Gran Turismo 7, followed by Alan Wake 2. It says I put 93 hours in the Hogwarts Legacy, 72 in the Final Fantasy 16, 29 in Spider-Man 2, 23 in GT7, and 18 in Alan Wake 2. I know for a fact Alan Wake 2 is closer to 27, but that's beside the point. Uh, next up, it says, I am a thrill seeker. Ooh. 59% of my game time was on the edge of my seat. I can guarantee you that not one single time was I actually <laughs> literally on the edge of my seat, but that's beside the point. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy was my biggest game in both January and February. I did. It does show Cult of the Lamb on here, which I only played for one or two nights before Final Fantasy 16 came out. Uh, I got. I played Twisted. It says Twisted Metal 2 was my game of the month in August. I also played Twisted Metal 1 that month, and I feel like I played it more, but hey, I'm not going to argue with PlayStation here. 
Uh, it shows me that I am a person who makes a lot of friends. It says you are a friend maker or something like that. Um, I made one new friend this year on PlayStation. <laughs> Dude, they could, how is that even possible? So mine says Squad Hero, and I know we don't play yeah. very often on PlayStation, but how is it yeah. that... I don't get it. Yeah. if I'm, You're one of the couple people that I would play with on. How are you not... Well, we've played games where you were on PS5 and I was on PC. Oh, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you used to play some games on PS5 with people on PS4 and stuff. Um, it shows me that 90% of my game time was spent playing nine games on PS5. I assume that those other two are the uh, the PS4 versions. I spent 248, according to this, 248 hours. It says that's a lot of gaming. Uh, 274 trophies, three platinums. Interesting because I have two games, I think Final Fantasy and... No, Hogwarts for sure, maybe Final Fantasy, where I'm like two or three trophies from the Platinum, and I just, I don't care enough to do it, but that's beside the point. And uh, yeah, the friend maker, me, with one new friend this year. <laughs> that is the saddest thing we've heard all night. Do you know who it is? I have no idea. In all, in all honesty, it's probably someone that I don't actually know. Uh, right now, I have a lot of people in friend pur- purgatory. As per oh, last right. week, <laughs> you got to. Bro. Um, I have like 17 friend requests the last time I looked. And uh, if I don't know who somebody is on PlayStation, if they don't do the like share close, whatever, right? If it just comes up as like Gamer Boy 92, I'm like, no. no. But if it comes through as, as Brandon Duncan, I'm gonna accept it probably. But if I don't know who the person is, I'm just, I don't care. I don't, pl- I don't really play online on my PlayStation. Pretty much all my, all my multiplayer gaming is on PC, right? So. Oh, you know. one thing, just to kind of touch base on Friend Purgatory. I wanted to see which platform had the most. My Instagram uh-huh. has 78 unaccepted requests for, to be my friend. 78. Are they just people that you don't want to be your friend or people that you just don't care? You have uh, local them. singles, relatives, yeah. bots, old employee, <laughs> old, old people I worked with, you know, it's kind of a diverse list, and it's almost like a time capsule into another time in my life. How many MILFs in your yeah. neighborhood just looking for sex? Oh, dude, MILFs, MILFs, MILFs get accepted before I even know anything about it, honestly, Dave. Don't, don't insult me in that way. Do not insult me. They are not a part of the 78. I'm going to say that right now. So I'm going to get a shirt. Not, MILFs not a part of the 78. Know that about me. Okay, thank you. It's just like one of those shirts with like a bunch of text. <laughs> you know, those. sometimes you'll see like back when I used to use Facebook, I'd see shirts on there that was like, my job description is podcast editor. But what? But that's only because they couldn't fit big dick boy, you know, badass oh. big dick boy, whatever onto a onto a T-shirt or onto my business card or something like that. And it, all it is, it's like it takes your it takes your uh, your profession that you have in Facebook right. and just inserts it onto a shirt. This says the exact same thing. Well, anyway, that's that's for you. All right, boys. Well, yeah, even if the stats aren't all 100% correct, it's cool to see uh, at least some representation of what you did this year. And uh, we're all gamers, right? At heart. At heart, really. Uh, the one thing I do know is that if half of these numbers are correct, I've played, I played too many video games. No such thing. But that's man. okay. Like, I don't have any other hobbies, right? Like, what else do I do? I was just explaining this to, to somebody. I made a new friend. And I was telling him about how many video games, because he would ask me about something and I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is great. Or, oh, I was there the year they won this at the Game Awards. And he's like, how the fuck do you afford this? And I'm like, I have some T-shirts that I've been wearing for 10 years. This is what I spend my money on. I'm sorry. It's just it's just like what I like to do. Sue me, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I don't go out and buy new cars. I live a modest life. My car's a piece of shit. I don't go out to I eat play all some the games, time. Okay, I play some games. <laughs> yeah, you have your thing. You watch QVC. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't. I don't sleep. Uh, I, all of my friends that I hang out with are online. Right. So, right I mean, yeah. yeah. All right, boys. Let's talk about what we've been playing. We'll start off with Dave. Um, because this is this is the most interesting. Yeah. No, no, no. Hold up. Hold up. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Dave. How's the thumb? Oh, it's good. It's it's healed. Okay, good. I, good. I got good. back into action um, late last week. Thank God. Um, so I guess just a brief recap. I purchased a Nintendo GameCube a couple of weeks ago, and I I added to my collection. Um, 
the guy I bought the console from, uh, when I when I got it from him, he kind of asked, like, is there anything else you're looking for? And I mentioned to him that I Metroid Prime was a game that I, I really wanted to get my hands on. So I guess he made a couple phone calls and he found a guy who had it and and he messaged me uh, and said he he had the game. Sidebar, um, th- being this guy, like when I went and picked up the game, like we chatted for a little bit and like in our discussions, like with uh Metroid Prime and stuff like we've still been chatting so I feel like I accidentally made a a, a, a little gamer bro here a little gamer friend you know uh, now Dave was this was this a guy like was this a store or is this just like Facebook a guy marketplace okay yeah so you know it started with nice. what's your best offer and and now it's blossomed into what are you thinking about so you want to get some beers yeah. later yeah just yeah. you know FaceTimes at two in the morning um yeah dimly lit yeah nothing wrong so just bros being bros <laughs> you called each other bud so it, it was funny. So he got Metroid Prime and he he messaged me to tell me that he'd got it and if I was still interested and he said he was he had tested it just to make sure it was working and he he had only planned to play it for like thirty minutes and he ended up playing it for three and a half hours just because <laughs> that's how good of a game it is. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I I bought uh Wind Waker and Metroid Prime. I haven't played Wind Waker yet. I've just been playing Metroid Prime this week and um I really, really like this game. It's uh, the controls are so ass, um, but it it it's somehow just so intuitive. And like the GameCube controller has two sticks on it, so in theory, dual analog should have worked, but they just weren't using it back then, at least not yeah. widely. So, like you know, most of the enemies you have on screen are, are as long as they're close enough to eye level, you can hit the left trigger and like aim on them but otherwise if you want to look on the y-axis you know up and down you have to hit the right trigger and then move the left stick and you can't actually move and like the first couple minutes that you're playing the game you're like i this this I, i can't get used to this and then you forget all about it within five minutes of playing the game so it it just it's kind of a testament to um how intuitive the controls were and I remember feeling the same way about Resident Evil 4 when I first played it on the GameCube. And there's something about that controller that just, it just kind of works. But in any case, yeah, I'm really enjoying Metroid Prime. It's, uh, you know, the graphics haven't aged all that well, but in terms of like level design and just even as a first person shooter, I can remember this game came out kind of around the time that, you know, Kill Zone and like Halo like the, there was a very competitive first person shooter and like each console had its own FPS mascot, whether it be like master chief and, and Metroid was kind of like the FPS mascot for Nintendo. And um, yeah, so I'm getting a lot of cool memories kind of going back and playing this and, and having a lot of fun with it. Um, so yeah, Metroid prime is, is pretty much all I've been playing this week. I've played a whole lot, but um, yeah, so it's been, it's, it's been really fun going down this nostalgia journey on my GameCube. Nice. Dave, I think you're right about this guy being becoming like an actual friend because normal people who just want to sell some stuff don't sell something <laughs> and then be like, let me go out and scout for some games for you. So I think this is a, this is an actual it's, buddy. I think the, like I looked at his page and all he sells is retro gaming stuff. So, okay. I guess so it's like a hobby. He's got a, a thing and he was selling hobby. He was willing to to you know come down on the price a little bit because i bought from him before and it's kind of nice like like these online marketplaces it's it's always a little i'm a little apprehensive because it's a stranger but now this person isn't a stranger so i have a video game dealer now so yeah nice it is what it is cool brandon yeah how about you so i was playing a little bit more than lethal company this this week um i did play some of that as well but i'm not going to touch base on that um tried out a couple different things i had tried this game called the hunter call of the wild before um it's essentially a hunting simulator and um i'm not a hunter i I don't want to be a hunter it doesn't intrigue me necessarily but i did play cabela's big game hunt on ps1 and i really enjoyed it so (laughs) <laughs> when I first popped into this game with no guidance whatsoever, the game gives you some. It's a very difficult game. Um, and the first couple times I played it, I just wasn't fucking getting it, man. Um, but I can uh, I can definitely say now that I am understanding the game a little bit better. And I'm having quite a bit of fun. Um, it's a lot less mentally painful to know that I'm shooting 
dots, <laughs> you know, ones and zeros aside from a real animal. Um, and I can just, you know, walk up to it and shoot it in the skull with the 357 and I feel nothing about it. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's really interesting um, and it's quite fun. Um, especially because you can kind of hop in and out really seamlessly with your friends. So you're just kind of hanging out in the woods, fucking putting some rounds down range at some little creatures. So that's been quite a bit of fun. Um, having played lethal company, I also have been hearing about this game. Phasmophobia real quick. Hunter call the wild, uh, for anyone who is interested, I don't know if it's still on sale, but it was on sale on steam last week for like, three or four dollars yeah and so i had heard about it but without even knowing you were playing it and went ahead and picked it up dude um so we will have to get jump into that but if anybody is interested in that game it is or at least was like deeply on sale yeah it, that's part of the reason i got it honestly is because i knew my brother okay. played it and i and i've been playing it with him Hunting's like his thing um but yeah. it was like 2.99 or something like that okay so yeah. i was like if there's yeah. ever a chance i'm ever going to play this game with him it's never going to be cheaper than right now so i went ahead right. and picked it up but um, as I was saying, Phasmophobia, I had heard a lot about this game and I know next to nothing about it. And having played one good session for a couple hours, I still know next to nothing about this game, but I was having a hell of a time playing it. Um, I'm going to sound like a moron, but you, you essentially go into this building and you identify what type of ghost or what kind of entity is haunting this building. Um, and I guessed my first successful entity. I did end up doing what I was supposed to do once, um, but this game is really cool. I'm still kind of fumbling my way through it, but I'm definitely interested in playing more of it. Um, and uh, last but certainly not least, in addition to picking up Hunt Call of the Wild, um, I also picked up Red Dead 2 because it was steeply on sale as well. Um, I think it was like 13 bucks or something like that. Just an, ins oh, wow. yeah. an insane steal for what the game is. Um, and I've always loved this game. I played the equivalent of an entire playthrough and then some over two different sessions, but still never completed the game. So I figure out what better... On PS4. On PS4 and PS5. Um, okay. You know, because yeah. I played it when it originally came out. And then in 2020, literally during the pandemic, one of the weeks we had like everything was shut down. That was one of my things. I was like, I'm playing Red Dead. I want to finally beat this game. And I never did. So um, I could have beaten the game in the time I've played the game, but... We're going at it again, and I'm really excited to play it on PC. I will say that the introduction of the first-person mode was kind of strange on controller for me for some reason. I think it had to do with field of view, but um, playing in first-person with the mouse and keyboard has been a wonderful experience. Um, it looked good back then, and it looked good on PS5, but it looks amazing on the PC. Um, so excited to kind of get back in there. I'm hoping I stick with it because I really do want to finish it. Red Dead 1 was one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but there's just so much to that world. I'm going to try not to bog myself down. I want to try and mainline it this time. And I say that all the time with these open world games. And then my mind is like, oh, look at this. Oh, look, um, you know, I can blow up clansmen with a stick of dynamite. Um, you know, so that's the way it goes, man. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I've been playing. Kind of a, a mixed bag this week, but it's been a lot of fun. Brandon, I, I tried a little bit of the... Um the Red Dead 2 online with you when it very first came out. And I just couldn't get into it. But And I, I still don't really find myself having a desire to want to play it, uh, the online version. But I have been watching a fair amount of um, Middle Ditch. What's his name? Uh, Thomas? or he, he was in Silicon Valley. I'm not familiar. His Twitch name is Middle Ditch. That's why I can't remember his whole name. Okay. But anyway, he does a decent amount of... Uh, of Red Dead Online RP. Okay, cool. And um, I just enjoy watching him do it. Yeah. Mostly because I like him right. as an actor. Yeah. And he's acting uh, in the in playing the game as well. Yeah. And so I have no interest in Red Dead Online, but I really have an interest in watching this specific individual play uh, Red Dead Online RP. And I got into a GTA uh, RP server a little while back and hopped in a few times, but it just didn't. I much more enjoy people watching people play uh, do RP than I right. do myself. Yeah, maybe that says something about my imagination. I don't know. It is what it is. But that's it. Cool. For me, the only thing I think I've really played any of any significance. Um, there's a new Power Wash Simulator level 
that I hopped into for like 30 minutes and then hopped into something else. It's like a holiday-themed one. I'll go back and finish that at some point. Uh, Power Wash is always my fallback. Um, good, relaxing game. But I've been playing a lot of Valheim still. I'm playing with uh, a few friends uh, on and off, and we have a, a rented shared server and been hopping in uh, by myself or with other people. Uh, and I just really enjoy it. There's so much exploration. There's so many possibilities for building. Uh, right now, I'm just a, a horror going out and getting a bunch of rocks so I can continue to build our castle. And uh, that has been uh, a lot of fun. I love resource gathering, sim games, um, building any, anything. Uh, last night, we had a rogue player come into oh, our, no, our dude, server. Oh, no, you're going to flame me. Uh, we did invite him in. He had red hair, <laughs> and he came in, and within the first, um, at, at the lowest possible level he could be, <laughs> Uh, walked in and decided to take a portal and got it destroyed. And it was a portal that took us like two hours to walk to. Um, so, you know, hey, I'm... Hey, listen. Not, no, hey, hey, listen. I'm just saying. Maybe the guy said, hey, I don't know what to do. I see this portal. I see these guys coming in out of this portal. Let's go see what's on the other side of the portal. And the second he walks in, he gets one shot. Um, and then he does it a second time. Because he's like, okay, this must have been a bad portal. I'm going to go to this one that I see them coming in and out of frequently. And the same thing happens. The same fucking thing <laughs> happens again. <laughs> hey, you got to give some credit to this guy. It's his second playthrough yeah. ever. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see about the credit. But anyway, I love Valheim. And um, it's one of those games that, you know, I want to spend a lot of time in, like right now. But I can imagine having a world... And jumping back into it for multiple hours, a couple times a month or a couple times a year or something like that, too, once I complete it. But there's so much there. And anytime we find something new, it's like a whole, okay, we got to get all this stuff ready so we can go and try to defeat that area and a new, a new biome or a new boss or whatever. And so there's just so much there. But I really, I've said this many times before, but the thing about survival crafting games that I really like is the crafting. I really like building. I really like resource gathering. And I'm somebody who, even if I can progress to the next thing until I'm done doing what I'm doing, I want to stay where I'm at and then go to the next thing. So that's a frustration for some of my teammates. Some people just like to go out and explore and, and progress. And I'm like, I want to spend, I want to soak up as much of this world as I can. So games like Sons of the Forest and Valheim and stuff like that, I'm just like, I could spend so much time. But then once I defeat once I'm like done with the game, I feel no energy towards it. It's really weird. Um, that's just how, how my mind works, I guess. But that's what we've been playing. And that's also what we've been playing all year. And next year, we're going to talk about what we're going to... Our, our uh, resolutions and their outcomes from 2023, as well as our future revolutions resolutions for 2024. That should be an interesting episode full of lots of laughing at Dave. <laughs> And uh, maybe a little bit of laughing at Brandon, too. Brandon, <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil anything. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it. Boys, thanks for joining me. Uh, we're going to end the show here. Don't forget, you can support us over on patreon.com slash handsome phantom. We appreciate you guys being there. And, of course, join the Discord at Discord. No, handsomephantom.com slash Discord. Hang out with us there as well. We're live streaming on YouTube every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And we appreciate you guys who are here for that as well. Don't forget to give us a... Sub to the channel, sub to every channel, uh, give us a thumbs up, watch the videos, watch the live streams, participate. We appreciate you. And we will see you next time. The HP Podcast is sponsored by our proud patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. The following members are at the $5 level, and we appreciate their contribution. Toby Ryland, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Poot, Boots, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, Htrons, Nuke Dukem, Derek O, Grabalicious, Benji Bop, and Link. <laughs>